0: You can see my award-winning climate comedy show spoilers at a festival near you, provided you live near or are going to McHuncliffe or Wells Comedy Festivals. More dates added soon near you, conceivably, who knows what might happen. And if you are at Mac, come and see ComCom Redacted live at 4pm on the Saturday. Go to stuartgoldsmith.com and click the very attractive banner image to find out more. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Stuart Goldsmith. Today... I'm talking to Sean Walsh. This episode is an hour or so, and you can find another 45 minutes of extra material with Sean Walsh, available exclusively to members of the Insiders Club. We'll talk about how Sean is unsettled by the aggressive environment on panel shows. Uh, We'll talk about him getting kicked out of college and the cosiness of melancholy that he found as a young person. And we'll cover a a genuinely startling and, and I think, unique DIY technique for ridding oneself of nervous energy pre-show. All of that available at comedianscomediancom slash insiders. Now, we're going to get stuck into this episode. Uh, I'm not going to intervene in the middle to, to talk to you about anything because of, I think, the sensitive nature of some of what we're going to talk about. You may know Sean as a, just an extraordinary observational comic. He has a, a phenomenal talent for finding the funny, for really zapping into a subject and knowing what to talk about and how to wring out of it every possible ounce of funny He's a phenomenal physical performer. His act-outs are second to none. You can learn a lot from him. And also, as many of you will know, uh, he was about to break big in 2018, appearing on Strictly Come Dancing, uh, which is a sort of celebrity dancing show on the BBC. Absolutely enormous profile. And pictures surfaced of him kissing his dance partner. We will discuss, to a certain extent, the tabloid uproar and the accusations that followed and the effect that those had and continue to have on his life and work. I think that's all I'm going to say for now. You will appreciate when we get to that part of the interview uh, the pressure that Sean is under to not say anything that could be taken out of context. I'm going to leave it up to Sean to talk about those things as and when we get to them. I hope you enjoy this interview with Sean Walsh. I'm probably more pretentious than you might expect or people expect. So sort of Okay. Saying. What do you maybe. think we've started now? What that's... do you think what do you think people expect from you? Oh, when they that's... <laughs> oh I, d- I hadn't
1: even considered that. Um yeah, that maybe that there's not as much sort of thought into what I do as there is perhaps that you know like a lot of people for example I mean I'm talking about I don't know if I'm talking about your Listenership, but the 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 public or the audience will often think I'm drunk during a set. Yeah, I've, yeah, never yeah, drank, yeah, I've never drank. I've never drank during a a normal gig. Sure, I you know I've drunk at late shows. That's my rule. Yeah. Late shows or maybe abroad if it's a gig in a Nor- in, in Norway or something. So there's that, and then, yeah, and you think yeah, people just think that it
0: that I, maybe I don't care as much as I do. That's what I think. Okay. Yeah. When. Uh, when you get because I've seen those sorts of comments are like this guy's on crack. All, all that you know, stuff, I mean? <laughs> all stuff. All that stuff. stuff. Yeah. Why? Why do you think people think that? What quality is it in you that people think is drunk? So, so it'd be easy to start off with the look. Yeah. It's a safe place to start.
1: Long hair, shabby, dishevelled beard. Um. You know, I have. I, I've abused my body since the age of seventeen. Fags, booze, eating badly. You know, not exercising. I've gone for it. I lived my twenties the sort of not the way you're meant to, but you know, in the. Well, how, how could you say? I, I, I try. I try to enjoy myself, <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, and so that, and as well, I suppose to be fair, there, there was a show called "Shawn to Be Wild" in Edinburgh that was an hour exclusively dedicated to material about drinking. It was an hour, a solid hour. Yeah. I didn't really realise the significance of that before I went into that and obviously I've had to live with the sort of consequence of that since I've not, I've not been able to sort of rid of that a
0: lot of your stuff it. a lot of the clips available on YouTube are hangovers v- not exactly. just hangovers vomiting like I know. horrific hangovers I saw a clip on, on Twitter yeah someone filmed a clip of, of Dave yeah. last night and I saw it I found it embarrassing like Jaeger bombs it's, a, it's almost like you had deliberately set out to go I'm the guy that gets hammered I think I did. I think I did a little bit. Why would you? Why would you do
1: that? I'll tell you why. Do you? Do you have any? Do you, do you have any? Just out of interest, do you?
0: Would you? Could you guess why? <laughs> because uh, well, I would imagine in the same way as we can divide comics into people who have jokes about service stations and people who have jokes about train stations. Yes, it's like a reflection of your life. <sighs> It is, well,
1: it certainly was a reflection of my life So there's some things I remember clearly There's some things that I could talk about in this That I, uh, that I have a clear memory of So, so you know, that, that, that show, Short to be Wild Was done, was, was, was written, shall we say um, During my time on the, the the much-loved Channel 4 stand-up show, Stand-Up for the Week okay. Right. The topical stand-up show do you remember it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. So not very popular uh, amongst... I didn't know it wasn't very well, popular. Well, no, it wasn't... No, no, no. Do you it mean was audiences always audiences or popular amongst... <laughs> <comics>? <laughs> Probably audiences, but <laughs> comics. There was always articles. There was snide comment, comments online and, and that sort of okay. thing, right? Now, the, the what was happening is that was sort of Monday till... What was it? Monday till Wednesday or, or something? that we were working sort of like a nine-to-five job and then we'd go and try the stuff out and you'd try the stuff out the next day and then you would do the show on the Wednesday, I think. Then there was... You there, mean, sorry, when you say working sorry. like a nine-to-five job, you mean writing the stuff? So, so sorry, yeah. excuse me. So with Stand Up for the Week, each of the comedians had a team of writers because, you know, and everyone did. There was no... Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, there's not many people that would be able to just sit down and, and write a yeah,
0: that
1: they'd be confident with okay. going on television. So each each of the comics had a little mini team of writers, and you would turn up to the office nine to five, work on this stuff, go for the papers. My my job was entertainment news, um, ironically, <laughs> and uh, and then you yeah you would you would do the show, the live show on on Wednesday night at the Clapham Grand. And then I think at this time, I was on tour, probably in this period of my life, and it was a time in my life I think when I was doing corporates. I was busy. <laughs> there, it was, you know, you get the email. You're doing Edinburgh. What the hell am I going to talk about?
0: Yeah, that right. I'm not
1: doing anything. I, don't, well, I could chuck You could chuck all this stand-up for the week stuff together and probably do a sort of, you know, like a, a Yeah, you know, anything, anything
0: that wasn't good enough to use, you could use the off-cut. Oh, that's not really...
1: Well, I, mean, you could, I still think you could have used all the stuff that was on stand-up for the week, to be right, honest. Okay, okay, but yeah. for whatever reason, I didn't want to do that. And then all I was doing outside of that, like anyone that was 25, it was certainly any of my mates, was going out and getting absolutely shit-faced that was all there was to talk about. You either talk about going to work and work on a TV show or doing a corporate, you're not going to talk about that, yeah. or just me being drunk and being hungover like most people that age. So that's... And and then I sort of thought, well, maybe that could be my my thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? My, my shtick, you sure. know, how that, that sort of... That frame in which a lot of British comedians fall, un, fall under or fall into when... That's your character. That's your two-dimensional character. Yes.
0: Do you know what I mean? No, in that way, that uh, Dylan Moran is—I uh, I've, I've fudged his surname there because I grew up calling him Dylan Moran, and I believe it's Moran. I don't know. So I say I tried, Moran. Went, I don't I, know. I went I halfway between, really badly. Yeah. Um, but uh, he, you know, he will get criticisms of, or he'll get people mistaking his act for actual drunkenness. Yes. Because he like does that kind of. Uh, Uh, I don't even know the word for it, but, you know, appearing to be pissed and things coming to you on stage.
1: Well, he certainly did when he was younger. Yeah. In in those old clips. Um,
0: But yes, I thought that would be my thing, you know, I mean... Did you you feel like you needed a thing? Did you feel under... Mm. Pressure to have a thing, either from yourself or the industry, because I I I really um, uh, relate to that feeling in the early years. Like, oh, it'd be, it'd be good to have a thing because you see other people who've got a thing. Yes, kind of employing it, wielding it really usefully.
1: Absolutely. know, a great example would be Jack D. Yeah, it's just the it's the best example. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's the Moody guy. It's just so simple yeah. and so perfect, and. You can with Jack with one look and one joke. Just in 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 twenty seconds, you know exactly who this person totally. is, and then it totally. yeah exactly. And then
0: and presumably when you get comics like that, and a lot of them are the bigger, more famous names, someone like Sean Locke, hmm. you know who that you know who he is. Oh yeah, I wouldn't. Although, but I wouldn't say
1: Sean was a great example of that personally. Okay. Go on. Well, I would I think that Sean isn't. I don't think there's a necessary. You I mean tell me what you think, but i well, don't think Shawn necessarily necessarily has a character you know I think if you was to I, stick Sha if sorry, if you were to stick Jack in. Any sort of sitcom scenario, sure. we would be able to, you know, we would be able to assume, presume what Jack car- might do. Cartoony aspect ca- to it. A very always, cartoony aspect. I and think
0: with comics like that, I think you could almost imagine them on the pages of Viz, looking out at the audience, going, "Right, readers, do you know what I mean?" Because yes. we know how that person will react Absolutely. to something. Absolutely. I think with Sean, and that's Locke, not to undermine it, of course. No, not at all. Of course. course, yes. I, I think with someone like Sean Locke, the the tone, the attitude that I most associate with him is there's a bit of material I don't remember word for word, but about what he's talking about. Uh, when people ask you to do things and you're already busy, and it's like, uh, uh there. Am I trying to get a key on a fob? Thinking, what am I? A fucking octopus? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like that is such a, that attitude is like, bang, yes. And, and the reason I mention it is on on a panel game when you come to the character who is the grumpy guy or the beardy weirdo, as David O'Doherty has said on this show, he always sits in the same place on panel shows, right? Because that's the beardy weirdo seat. Okay. I wonder whether that's part of the Attraction of having a thing. Someone bats a ball at you, and you know immediately how you're going to come back. Yes, because it's that's how the character would respond. How how that that part of your personality would respond. Yes. Do you think that you had or have a, a thing like that? So so had. I think when I actually started,
1: when I started out, the first few gigs. I think actually that the. the, the Sort of, uh, I was going to say unintentionally, I actually can't remember. Intentionally or unintentionally, I don't know. But I think actually, as an open spot, th- th- I think it was a very good open spot, and there was a very clear sort of persona, and there was a very clear view of the yeah. world. And um, and then I think I went away from that, and you'll know this from, because t- t- you saw the, the last Edinburgh show, yeah. so you'll know. And then and then from from being an open spot... Where sort of things started going well for me, uh, 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 my life changed, and then, and then I don't know. Sort of, I changed. What my my view of the world changed. I don't really know, but then the act definitely changed. The, the act became a high energy act, of which it still sort of is. You know, I, I, there's certainly an energy there, but it was it was massive, and it it mirrored certainly. Which I said in that show, you know, I, I, I would look at like Michael McIntyre, um, in a in a in a way, you know, I'd look at that and I'd go, wow, that's what I want to do. I I never and I never had any shame from day one about playing big rooms or mm. anything like that. That was the dream. There was no question there, not ashamed. You know, there were, <laughs> sometimes you read interviews of people you might even be one of them they prefer the intimate venue sure. i'm not that guy okay i want to let's let's go I want it to be massive more laughter that's what i want is as many people laughing as possible and you look at someone like michael who is the king of it really and and i was sort of i was essentially i suppose to a, to, a, to a large degree, I was imitating that. And I lost my, what I'm sure you've referred to loads, uh, you know, over the course of this podcast series, is is the, the comic voice. I lost my voice. I lost who I was. I would find observations. I would find things that we did, that people did. And I would do routines about them. Uh, those routines worked. The people in the room were laughing, sure. But, you know, you've, you've got to... I don't know, you've got to give some of yourself, haven't you? And actually, the drinking, although I'm, I know a lot of that sort of stuff is frowned upon and I'm embarrassed about some of it, looking back, as I said, I caught some the other day. It still was me. It still was my life. You can't really question it. It was, That's what I was doing. I mean, unfortunately, it was just getting shit-faced. <laughs> but, it, but it was still... There was some authenticity to it,
0: you know. Okay. Oh, I see. So, this, Sorry, so the yes. drinking stuff yeah. had more authenticity to it than the later, like the next phase of your career, which was being able to find. I don't, I don't mean make anything funny, but you've got such a great ability to get to the heart of what's funny about something, and you felt that that kind of you were running away with getting laughs at the expense of it being more authentic. Yes. Sorry, yeah, yeah, absolutely, but you got it the wrong, wrong way around. I've I felt like I was
1: being broader, and then and then actually sort of tried to correct, tried to correct that
0: with the drinking stuff. Ah, yes, yes. okay, Be- because the drinking stuff was authentic, <laughs> more, more authentic. But yeah,
1: the drinking stuff was authentic. But as 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 ridiculous as it sounds, yes, yeah, yeah. But, you know, that was my life. Outside of stand-up for the week, outside of the tour shows, that's what I was doing. So that's what I spoke about. And every year when you go up to Edinburgh, I don't know where you start. I don't know where you start on your notepad or whatever you do, how you decide what you're going to write about. For me, it's very simple. It's a catch-up. You haven't seen this person, this Edinburgh person, in a year. And you sit down with them and they go, what have you been doing? And you go, I'll tell you what I've been doing. And that's the show.
0: That's that. I mean, I totally agree with you. I've never heard it put like that, but I totally agree with you. What have you been up to? Yeah.
1: You catch up. You haven't seen them in a year. That's it.
0: So when it comes to the authenticity, I'm just going to stay with this for a minute. The authenticity of that stuff, the drinking stuff, whatever it was, the stuff that you felt was more authentic. (laughs) Can you you give me an example of something you did that was a great workable bit that you didn't feel had that authenticity to it?
1: Okay, so like, for yes, I think I can, because I think, again, I think I spoke about it in the last Edinburgh show, so like, occasionally, sometimes I drop this bit, whatever, but but like, the first time I did Michael, ironically, Michael McIntyre's comedy road show, right, the seven minute set on that, when it was seven minutes, was about the travel, when you get on a travelator at the airport,
0: yeah, yeah, And you yeah, approach yeah. the end, the and it
1: says, you know, warning, you are now yeah. approaching the end of the travelator. There's an observation, and, and how did this come about? This must have come about because, I mean, I can't really remember it, but someone, sure. what, someone's not got to the end? They've messed this up? Yeah. You know, that we need a
0: warning now. I remember or- every time I go on one of those travelators, I remember your bit about complaining who is it that doesn't go on one of them? Oh yeah, and then, yeah, 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 and then you've got yeah, the people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's one of those things, you know. You get you get like a psychogeography of comedy, where like every time yes. you see a thing, you're like, you always remember that bit. Yes, That's same. Definitely, yeah,
1: definitely. I have that with yeah, with <laughs> comics. Um, uh, so so that so I think that would be a good example of okay, there's there's maybe a, a funny observation, right? Mm-hmm. And you can act this stuff out, and you can maybe take it in a, a direction. But really, what what was that? What was that about? Why was I talking about that? I, I don't really know why I was talking about that. I wouldn't do that now. That would be, that would be a note in my phone. And then maybe if there was a bigger routine about me going on a holiday, holiday or yeah. something, then it would, I'd bring it in. Sure. But just to talk about a travelator. <laughs>
0: Why am I talking about a travel <laughs> Yeah, <technically. laughs> Do you know what it is? It's, okay. You do know you, what I'm saying? Did you, did you end up doing that more and more because you were doing big rooms? Is it kind of like Coldplay Syndrome, whereby suddenly you're in a stadium, you've got to place, you've got to write stadium stuff? Did, uh... It was...
1: Uh, I remember it was also... I don't know. It was also... It was fun, you know... It was fun to do as well. But these... Thousands of people are laughing. It's amazing. You think you're doing. You think you're doing it right, don't you? If you're doing the bit and they're laughing, you, you, you especially at that age, you don't know what you're doing wrong. And then it's when you start, I don't know, catching your I don't know, catching bits on telly and or maybe watching other comics, perhaps, and unfortunately, coming across bad reviews. I don't know. Getting a vibe that getting a vibe that people aren't liking this.
0: Yeah. Despite, like... despite the, yeah. it's going the, the on? Proof and proof that everyone likes it. Everyone, three and, and a half thousand
1: it. people like, like this. What's
0: what's what's gone wrong here? Something's gone wrong, and uh, yeah. And is that? And so you came to a point where you thought, what's gone wrong is the the authenticity of it, or the fact that like it doesn't like it's it's funny, but who cares? It's funny, but it doesn't matter. <sighs> um, it's. F- Sorry, what? <laughs> <What I'm, laughs> so I, I was listening. I was just confused by the question. Yeah. What was it? Uh, like the, <laughs> going through that process yes. of realizing, hang on a minute, that travelator routine isn't what isn't good enough, or isn't meaningful enough, or is is pleasing the people in the room but not the critics? What? Yeah, it's, there's just something missing, isn't it? This isn't. This isn't. When you when you think, well.
1: I've done a, a live at the Apollo, and I've been on a few Mot the Wigs, and I've I've been on Roadshow, and I've done, and I've smashed these rooms. That 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 there's no, you know, I prefer to be modest, but uh, you, <laughs> yeah, I mean you unquestionably
0: did fantastically on but, all those yeah, things.
1: Exactly, exa- exactly. But you know, I did. W- whether people liked it or not when they were watching, there was no question of whether I, on the night, did my job effectively, and. And yet, something's not quite working here. What, what is not wor- I don't understand. Do you know
0: what I mean? Like, what? What, what, you, what, pe- what, what is it that's... What, what are you saying? What's not working? No, well, I'm saying, A, what's not working, and B, where does that come from, the idea that something isn't working, if you are being booked on all these TV shows and doing great? <sighs> like, what is it? Do you mean that you're, you're seeing peers kind of get further than you? I, or? Supp-
1: well, would be, I suppose there'd be an element of that. Not being... Uh, I've, you know, back in the day... Not uh, how, how comes I've? I mean, <laughs> how do you not sound? How do you not sound? This is a to to how great. Yes, you are. <laughs> no, 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 it's not that, it's not that, it's absolutely not that. It's but you know, what, why haven't I? Why can't someone let me ever go out a Blap or what are the other ones? Comment feeds, sure, Funny. yeah, you know, that's what I want to do. What's going wrong here?
0: I suppose what I'm asking about is the, the extent to which your uncomfortableness, mm. whether you mm. try to conceal it or whether you are happy for people to see that you're uncomfortable.
1: Uh, uh, well, well, no, what do you mean? What do you mean? Am I, I happy? Am I, hap- am I comfortable with? Am like, I happy you, for people to know I'm uncomfortable?
0: Yeah, or like, do you... No, not quite that. More like um something in comedy, some people in comedy are desperate to be liked. Yes. Are you desperate to be liked? I would like... Lo- well, OK, but that's... I, OK, there's a different thing.
1: I've gone through many different phases with this, this huge, huge topic that relates to comedians so often. And I... All I used to think... I I was obsessed with the audience liking me and... I suppose if you start doing bits of telly, the, the public mm-hmm. liking me, strangers, the love of strangers. and But then I, re- I, I, I even used to say as a, as a younger man, as a younger comedian, that I just didn't care what comedians thought. It wasn't for comedians. Like, mag- like magic isn't for magicians. This is not for you. To this day, I still think one of my pet hates, I was talking to another comic about this, I won't say who, but, you know, a friend of yours, he's done... A friend of mine, he's done the podcast. But a lot of comics, I think, make the mistake that because they can see what a comic is doing, that it is not good. It's just total madness. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he just does that. She just does that. Right, Okay. because you've seen the framework... I I can watch Kevin Bridges, a friend of mine, but I think one of the best comedians in the world. I can watch Kevin. I can do an impression of Kevin... I can see when I'm watching Kevin what Kevin has done. Kevin is one of the best in the world. Doesn't undermine this his work at all in in the, in the slightest. So you know, I don't. I, I, I never cared about what comedians thought. And then I don't know where. I don't know where really this change happened. And then I started to get. I think people were, were sort of would be openly cruel about me. Maybe not to my face, but I think. I became. I think I signed. I don't know if listeners understand this sort of thing, but you know, you sign signed with a big agency off the curb. You know, home to Lee Evans and McIntyre and Jack D and all these huge names, and I felt the feeling doesn't make make anything a reality. But you know, I felt sort of animosity from people. You, things changed, and you and I could have this conversation with people that have signed to big agencies. You d- it, ch- it changes. It might be partly in your head, but it's partly also partly real.
0: Yeah. And, and you signed quite young to them as well. So yeah. you were in the kind of the, the flush of, hey, we're all in a big gang together. Yes. Do you know what I mean? And then yeah. when people start to go, I'm not, it's like I can't come to the party because I've got a. I'm a bit, you know what I mean? I've got to, I've got to do some writing. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I've got to do a thing. Yes. And was like, oh, what, what, what's this? What's this? Yes. Suddenly the, that kind of imagined group of open mics you know, not like taking on the world together. It's not I know a what you mean, big, but you know what I mean. There's a certain camaraderie that <sighs> then is uh, there's, that's viewed in a different light, maybe.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I didn't really have that that group as a as, a, as an open as an open spot, but just I'm trying to think if I can give you an example. But oh, I mean, Edinburgh's not a nice place for for me. I would I would say, I, you know, I don't really want to go into it, but you feel very I, how I would uh, explain it to people when I was up there, is You. F- you feel like the kid in the playground sat on his own in the corner. I know we all feel like this to an extent, but like whilst, whilst everyone else is playing together, mm. I've always felt like that in sure. Edinburgh. It's, it's, I don't feel like it's for people slash comics like me. And I think that really affected me. All these, you go up to Edinburgh, you kill the club. I was brought up on clubs going to comedy clubs since the age of 17, and these guys and, you know, the, these comics coming up and, and s- just s- smashing these rooms, tearing the, the, the rooms to pieces. That's what I wanted to do. That's what I thought it was. And then you start doing comedy and you realise there's this other thing, which it, and it is another, it's a this completely different thing. And you go up there and suddenly this thing that you were doing that was making lots of people... Laugh and enjoy their weekends is, let's be honest, frowned upon. I think you can say that. <laughs> yeah. I think you can Completely. say that. Completely, and, and that could be when, worse. You could be northern, yeah, and yeah. then every review right. could call you a northern that, club comic. Right, that yeah. thing. Sure. I, I've to, I, I was going to do a tweet about it, and I thought, oh god, I don't want it to fucking start a discussion online. But this is the perfect place for it, probably. I've been. I, I go to Top Secret a lot. It's my favourite club. Yeah. Right. It's where I go. It's where I feel comfortable two different comedians in the last couple of weeks have said to me um oh I don't want but I don't I don't want people I don't want something I don't want I don't want people something I don't want people to think I'm a club comic Mm. what the fuck is going on how sad is that so to me those club comics that Mickey Flanagan was a club I remember watching Mickey before. He used to, he used to open at the comedian. That's insane. Yeah. 20 minutes. He used to go on about the pipe at the. I don't, do you know the comedian that well? Oh, yeah. The, yeah, yeah there's yeah. a sort of big pipe yeah. and he used to talk about the pipe and how he fitted it. it amazing. <laughs> all these wonderful comedians, Paul Tompkinson and these people, I'm oh, on my favourites, like Ian Ian Moore. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to name drop all these guys because sure, they're my sure, favourite sure. comics. Yeah. They're what I grew up on on the circuit. Loved loved them to bits. You know Maloney, all these all these people, and uh, and then you got to Edinburgh, and then suddenly you're not part of the gang. You're the enemies, a bit extreme, but you know what I'm, I'm sort of getting at. You're the, the outcast, and then you and then, well, like everyone, you want to be, you want to join in, you want to be invited to the party, don't you? And uh, Edinburgh, I don't think I ever felt like that. And then, yeah, then you sort of changes things, really.
0: Yeah, do, do you... Have I, am I being clear, please? No, totally, totally. I, I, I suppose I'm just thinking, like, my reaction... I feel that yes. at Edinburgh. Yes, And my reaction to it, whenever I feel like there's a... There's a... Like a, a, a cool gang. Because yes. the, thing, the thing about um, comedy is that it's what you get if you're not cool. Absolutely. So, do you know what I mean, it's it's there. But uh, you feel like an outcast? You're welcome. Absolutely. And then of course, Edinburgh is. You go. All the outcasts got together and decided to make some of us outcasts. Yes, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Shit. That's perfect. Yeah, absolutely. And my the reaction mis- misfits, outcasts. Yeah, absolutely. My, my my just personality is such that if I feel like an outcast, I kind of want to go. Oh, I wonder how I can get in with them. I feel like your personality is more like. If you feel like an outcast, you're a bit more like. I oh, will fuck off then. I'm not playing. Oh yeah, but it feel
1: yeah. I mean, that's just that's the way we. That's that's different ways of dealing with the same problem. Sure, yours has more dignity than mine. Well, no, no, I would love to be. I'd love to be part of it, part of everything, part of. Well, you know, does it come down to being liked? It comes down to you know doing well. Imagine going. I don't even know what it's like. I i I got i got I got nominated for that award, and even when I was nominated for that award, there an article went out about. And that was one of the happiest moments of my career that it was Ramesh that told me, my phone was dead and I was with Romesh, and he had just been nominated for Best Newcomer and he told me that I, he went for, it was like the, in the history of the award I think or something there was the most amount of nominations okay. and he went, and what about the main award? and I heard him on the phone that, uh-huh uh-huh uh-huh, uh-huh and there, okay, what the fuck's going on, uh-huh and you're like, well there's no way, and then he looked at me and he went Yeah! and I we were in Edinburgh and I ran down this high street in Newtown I never remember the name of the roads like I'd scored a World Cup winner just ecstatic and I felt part of it I've been nominated even up here yeah do you know what I mean I've done it up here so the clubs are now up here I'm I'm part of a thing. And then there was an article instantly the next day how I didn't deserve to be nominated because of a Comedy Central show that I did. It was my best mate that sent me the link. He didn't read the fucking article. Oh my he just saw an article that like Sean Walsh nominated. So he sent me the fucking thing. And I read it. And it was about how I didn't deserve it because of this show called Sean Walsh World. And it was horrible. And then they were, and then for the next few days, it was you know, PR people going, okay. If anyone interviews and asks you, does you deserve? Do you deserve to be nominated? It was a horrible experience. And obviously, I didn't win, whatever. But the whole thing was awful. From Is that, from that, one of the best moments of my career to just three days of just,
0: oh no, no, uh, people don't think I deserve this. Horrible, really horrible. Do, do you twenty seven or something? Can you look at that now and kind of recognise that one person writing an article shouldn't outweigh. The the satisfaction and the Do I you mean the person who wrote the article, they're not one of us. They're not one of the comics. But you mm yes. Like you're, you really, it sounds like you obviously that it kind it, of it, it's got in the in exactly in the crack of your personality <laughs> and went, Fuck it, we'll get that in there, split. Exactly. But then of course
1: what happened was then and, and I'm sure this has been mentioned on your podcast. You might have even mentioned it yourself. Have you been nominated? Yeah. You have no? Okay. But you'll
0: know of this, like people's audiences change for those. Next oh yeah, ruins days. your life, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Starfuckers! I can't remember who I got that on. Someone said, "Oh, you do basically get starfuckers for the last four days of the fridge.
1: Right. Well, my audience just just, just the, the, this transformed to this sea of white hair and glasses. Yeah, 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 yeah. So no, 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 no. This is this yeah. is about a, a bloke who, who is incapable of of managing life, living on his own. That's what the that show is about, mm-hmm. and. Um, and no, this is obviously not going to be from you. So the next three just bombed, and then, and then all there was all these horrible reviews that I came about where suddenly people were then coming to the show sure. because I've been nominated to watch you bomb in front to of the audience. It was just a, it was just an absolutely horrible experience. I don't even have that. You get an award for the nomination. Yeah, I don't even have it because it just reminded me of those crap free days.
0: Oh <laughs> man. <laughs> Because when you, when, you did your, when you did your show uh, last year, yes. which was called... After this, After one, this one, I'm one, I'm Going Home. Going home which yes. was the title of... You were going to do that show the previous year, uh-huh. and that was what the Edinburgh show was called before you went into Strictly. Before I went into Strictly, And then yeah. you pulled the show, and you're like... Because I remember the blurb of that, which is something along the lines of... People can look it up in li- online. But it was something like, I write these blurbs all the time, and I can't be fucked anymore, and no one's ever been to... No one's ever thought... Is it was it that way? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. a yeah, 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 yeah. blurb that was like, no yeah. one's ever, "God, I respected the hell out of that blurb." It says something like, "I'm sure no one has ever gone to see." Do you want to go and see this comic? No, his blurb was shit. Yes, I'd come whatever. to this or don't. I couldn't give a fuck. Yes, but, exactly. Know, yeah, it was very. I was like, stood up, saluted, when I did yeah. that. You know, because it was all you and it was honest and it was like, yeah. Yeah, who cares? This That's is quite what it is.
1: funny as well. Yeah, you know, I mean, and funny. It yeah. wasn't just you know, it was just was sort of venom. You know, yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, it was. It was breaking the rules in a really fun way. Yeah. Is harmless and silly. Sure. So, so after this one, I'm going home. At that point, referred to, I fucking hate Edinburgh, and I'm going to do it one more time and then leave. That, that, was, right? the that was the joke. That was the joke. <laughs> that was the joke. The show before was called One for the Road. Gotcha. <laughs> I, so never got be... I never got that joke. I never got that It, it w- worked for me without knowing that. Yeah, right.
1: great. So, yeah. it's always, this is the last one. <laughs> I hate Edinburgh so much, that I sure. promise you, this is the last one. And I'm not doing this again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the next one will be called One More. Yeah, gotcha. And I'll keep okay. going back, and it will keep being... Okay, but then I'm really going. Sure. And then, obviously, yeah, it'll come to a certain age and it will be the last one. That very, <laughs> very potent. <laughs> Lovely planning <laughs> yeah. for that.
0: Yeah! <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, that show, so the one that I saw, that, so Edinburgh Just Gone 2019, mm-hmm. was an incredibly good hour of stand-up. It was incredibly good. Mm. When I saw it, I saw it with Josh and a couple of other mates and some friends with Josh as well. And... We like we were just sat there going, this is coming. I think this is going to be great, and it was fucking great. Thank you. How I mean that whole the the journey of that thing. There's so many different conversations to have, and at which point I, I don't know. Mm. But the stand up in that show was superb. Good, thank you. Do you think the stand up in that show was so good because it was born of? Not desperation, but it was like...
1: Uh, there was desperate, but you're right to use that word. It was There was a lot of desperation in that show. It was very desperate,
0: yeah. In that show, you you kind of framed your career as, I keep nearly getting it, and then I fuck it all up for myself. And I stand by that. Sure. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> because at the time, I'll tell you how I felt, as a comic who doesn't bother TV too much. Yes, yes, you yes. You know, when, when like... It's that thing whereby any comment that goes, oh, I just I can't fucking make it work, and you go, have you seen your CV? Have yes. you seen the amount of stuff you've done? Yes. Have you have you imagined your bank balance in the way that I have? Do you yes. I
1: mean? Absolutely. It is guilty of that. Absolutely is guilty of that. But I suppose... I suppose all I ever meant... I actually thought that might come up at some point. Is... is, is yeah, so what Yeah, what are you fucking up? What, is that the yeah. question? What are you fucking up? It was... It, so okay, back balance aside, right? All right, you do the shows, but you do, you do. Uh, I mean, I, no, okay, let me just think of the examples from the show. All right, so you do what? What, uh, eight, what was the one? Eight out of ten cats does countdown. You bring on your a block of, <laughs> block of cheese as your mascot. You go to cut the cheese. Instead of cutting the cheese, you cut your finger. Filming has to be stopped. There's blood everywhere. They might rush <laughs> you to know, hospital they think your finger might come off do you remember this did I say it? Yeah, yeah yeah you right. said that bit yeah is well, I've not been back on that show since okay do you know what, did you do every well on that
0: show besides that off camera incident well not really well, I was just c- c- covered
1: in blood and <laughs> 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 and, and uncomfortable, as ever, okay. on, on a panel show. And what, you know, What's
0: the worst a panel show has gone? Like, apart from that, <laughs> apart from that kind of knife blood-related incident. <laughs> what's the it? worst a panel show like, what, What's <laughs> the time when you have most... Because I can think of gigs, I can think of shows where I've just... Particularly TV warm-up, I've done a fair bit of warm-up. And, I, like, if I think of the worst thing I've ever done, I get, like, a cold chill of a memory of a like particular what? warm-up. Like what? Just dying, silence. I'm just do you dying mean? in front of you know the panelists who are all my favourite comics. Yeah, and I'm just dying doing the fucking warm up and feeling like a piece of shit. Do you mean like those kind of <sighs> the, inside crumpling ones? The
1: whole experience of of argumental.
0: Yeah. Okay. Which did I mention that you didn't? But I know you did it. You were. Like, it was you and Robert Webb. <sighs> was it? As team it was Kitchens. me and Robert
1: Webb and, and Sean, as, mm. as as the host. Locke, and you know, oh man. I was not ready. I was really not ready. This was not stand-up. This was not. It was not what it was. It mm. was writing an argument. You're trying to win the argument. The, the you argue for something. I I don't know if it was now why coronavirus could be a good thing, mm-hmm. and you would mm. have to go and. I mean, I could do it now. This is the thing, but then I was just not ready. I was. I could do my set. I could do it. The Edinburgh shows at that point weren't very good. The first two Edinburgh shows, if you put it, if you squish them together, I think was a good, you know, a, yeah. a, a decent newcomer show, but not not on their own. And that's what I'd done, and I was with Robert Webb. Wim- I don't think you should be doing these shows when you're still starstruck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Point. Yeah. I don't yeah. think you should be doing the show when you're all sat there going, "Oh my god, I can't believe it." Yeah. Yeah, because
0: you can't be correct, you you can't put someone down, you can't relax
1: into it, right? Absolutely. And you're just you're out and I felt out of my depth. And I was out of my depth. And it was it was just horrific. Um and that that scarred me for quite a bit as well. I mean, I know but it did. Look, I do not I w I w I don't I don't enjoy I don't enjoy saying that. I don't want to say it scarred me. Because I know I know the weight of that of saying that. It did. These things really dented my confidence. I was not as confident as I appeared on Live at the Apollo in a purple suit doing a high energy routine about Mortal Kombat. That's contained. That doesn't tell the story of who you are as a person. That's you doing a routine about Mortal Kombat. I was terrified. And now I was on the show with Argumental.
0: Just shouldn't have done these things. I wasn't ready. Were you communicating to anyone in the industry that you weren't ready for? I was too
1: scared to yeah, say I... no. Yeah. Because what if you then you do, you're so naive, you're so ignorant to it all. What if you say no to that and then that's the end? That's how you. Oh, that's how I genuinely used to think. Could I remember there were other people? You would. You would think it's all over tomorrow. I've got to do this now. I've, it, oh, it'll yeah. all be over tomorrow.
0: Yeah, so I God. To, that comes up on this podcast all the time with people who you think you have an unassailable lead. Do you I mean, know what I mean? Yeah. People are still like, well, you know, it could all end tomorrow. You go, oh it could man! End. And I like, I, like
1: again, no, no names, but I've got f- friends, dear friends, great comedians, perhaps not you know known yet, not even done anything yet on as far as TV goes. I think, or very little, you know, and the, the frustration that comes with this this business, and I'm just going. You are so lucky. You just get to be better and get better. And the more you don't do that TV show, the more you improve. This is fantastic. You are winning. You are going to get your shot. It's inevitable. And when you do, you'll be more ready than you ever were. Wow. If I could do that, you know, things I imagine would be different. It's a great thing. (laughs) Yeah, I I was just doing so much and I just was not ready. Just was not comfortable.
0: I was trying to get a sense in the in in your Edinburgh show, the most recent one. Um, which you're, are you touring it at the moment? No, that's that's, no, that's finished. Done. That's done and dusted.
1: That's okay. finished. Yeah, I'm saying... doing the, 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 the tour was extended. Yeah, to which I and I am doing the extension of that tour, but it's not that show because okay. I just didn't. It was you know, it, I don't think we've even mentioned it, but it was about the seven days sort of following Strictly yeah. Come Dancing, and yeah. I just want to put all of that behind sure. me. So it's. It's really anything. I've, it's sort of great stits, but I'm yeah. writing loads. It'll okay. be it'll be bleh. it'll be that okay. it'll be anything. Okay. I,
0: I was just trying to get a sense during that show of whether you framing I'm a fuck up. Look at all these panel shows I've fucked up. Look mm-hmm. at all these opportunities I've squandered. Mm-hmm. Look at all these things. I was trying to get a sense of whether that is. An accurate representation of how you feel about your life. Yes. Whether it's <laughs> yes. an accurate representation whether it's a, whether it's an accurate representation of how you wrongly feel about your life, like you think that, but really you're not that much of a fan. Yeah, maybe, right? yeah, of course. Yeah. To what extent you were kind of loading that stuff as a sort of dramatic choice given as an artistic choice given the material that you had to get across. Well,
1: remember it was also a joke. It's very important. When I knew that I was going to be approaching a sensitive subject, a sensitive time in my life, a difficult time in my life, that tonally this show would be different from other shows, Mm -hmm. but what I did not want to do was suddenly take take a show up to Edinburgh that wasn't making people laugh with the force that I would normally make them laugh with, didn't want to sacrifice anything. You understand? That's very important to me, that it is always comedy. So that bit... Although it's, yes, it's representative of how I felt and how I feel. Of course, you know, as I've said, I think it's very important feat. How you feel doesn't make it so. And, that, that, and that's fine. So, yeah, maybe, maybe I am. Yeah, we could do a show about how lucky I am. That's not funny.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's not
1: funny. We got to do live at the Apollo, in, in, at 24 or something or 25, three and a half thousand people. Did it when I was 27 with Jack D, one of my heroes. This is amazing. It's absolutely amazing. I cherish it. It's not funny, so we'd leave that bit. But that that whole bit where I go through all of the mistakes in, in, in my or errors, and not all of them, but some some highlights mm. of errors, does lead up to the punchline. And strictly was my one last chance to not fuck it up. Mm. That's the, the punchline, and and obviously the, the entire audience know sure. how that went. Sure. So it is one big joke. It's not meant to be taken too literally. Do you know what I mean? It's Ultimately, it's a
0: joke. Absolutely. Yes. But the that experience of Edinburgh, you were... Was there like a news story that you'd cried on stage in the first couple of days of doing it? <sighs> so on day one, I walk out, and there was
1: less than uh, i think there was less than 50 people there and i hadn't played to that few people since my first edinburgh it was the first time since the kiss of death as i call it that i'd been sort of faced with really faced with the destruction it had caused to my career i knew that what it had done to my life but i didn't really know i hadn't even checked the numbers the room was smaller than the the room that by a bit, but the room was a bit smaller than I'd done a couple of years before. And I walked out and there were less than fifty people and God, I was fuck I mean, that's the that was the sort of lowest moment of my career, without a doubt. And I and I had to that was on stage. And I had to try and i I'm about to do a very personal show. I'm trying to hold myself together. And in the show, I go over what was one of the happiest moments in my life. When it yeah. was true, and that was true. There was no... That, that was for no sort of comic effect, I suppose. It was to tell the story. Was that this... <laughs> as ridiculous as it sounds, but it was amazing. On the bigger show, and things seemed to be going well, blah, blah, blah. And, and done the Paso Doble, and it was fantastic. I was on such a high. It was one of the happiest moments I'd just ever been, as I described in the show, and we all know what happened next. But as I'm doing that bit, and I'm talking about this happiest moment in my life, I'm looking up and there's, there's a room that's not even half full, and I just... I just a tear rolled down my face, because I thought, how have I gone from being... getting things that right to this? And, uh, yeah, I don't have a tear roll, My eyes watered. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it was then reported in the sun that I burst into tears. This was done with a... a, a after the show, a person... Took a selfie with me, and they're the ones that went to the papers. Which is why I don't know if you noticed. For the rest of that run, I say goodbye. I don't go into my dressing yeah. room. I left out
0: of the audience door yeah. so that because I became afraid of my own audience. I think like day four, I happened to walk past you as you were clearly leaving. <laughs> like, the yeah. thing, collar up, hook yeah. down. It's just
1: hor- terrified, horrific, absolutely horrific. Um but where, yeah so so there were oncoming there were ongoing sort of these tabloid stories and I had to sort of not let them affect the framework of the show and that's why the that's where the idea came for the show to be the seven days the week building up to the Charleston mm-hmm. because it meant no matter then what anyone said any article outside of outside of that seven days it wouldn't affect that show that, and that's, that's where that creative decision came from. People can keep writing things, but it doesn't change what happened in those seven days.
0: Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary
1: plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip?
0: Because you're talking about the seven days leading up to it, and, like, I, I didn't watch Strictly. I don't watch Strictly. It's not my thing. Mm. I was sort of peripherally aware, peripherally aware that you were on it, because yeah, I yeah, know yeah. you. Um, and I think it was massively broadcast throughout. I mean, the viewing figures are huge in Britain. For the benefit of people who are listening to this outside of Britain...
1: Dancing with the Stars, is it's called, uh, in elsewhere around okay. the world.
0: And can you briefly tell us, in your words, what happened? Oh, my God. Listen.
1: I am not... You've got to appreciate this. I want to be... I, 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 basically, look, mate, from the experience of this whole... The last year and a half, still... Yeah. If I just say anything...
0: Yeah, sure. I just... Okay.
1: I just, it, just, They take the quote. They take it out of context. And I'm just... It's really difficult. I don't want... I'm not coming on air. I don't want to get upset. It's just... Fucking hell, I can't say anything to you. All I can yeah. go is I, I kissed my dance partner, uh, we got photographed, and she was married, and I was in a long term relationship. And there was a very bad fallout of that. And my ex wrote a statement that sort of went viral that was, what uh, I, well, I don't even know how to word it, but and again, I'm scared to, I don't want to get oh, into Oh wait, she accused
0: yeah. you of gaslighting her. I think not, that's not that's in, in that, that sta- not Not in that statement. No? Okay.
1: No, not in that statement. It, it it was then it was then sort of interpreted by i don't know if it was i don't know the social media or journalist sure. and then that's where that word came from okay. and then i think it then it then became the thing what you know what could, i can't the the show was not a response to that because then you're communicating to uh, your ex through the medium of stand up and and then you're and and then if you comment on it, say, in an interview or anything, then you're, then you're replying to your ex for via or yeah. well, like, a podcast. I can't, sure. I can't say anything. and sure. I, So I say nothing.
0: I understand. And yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened between you and your ex. Yeah. But equally, as soon as someone says this person was abusive, suddenly there is a, and you must have felt this, there is a kind of an industry-wide, oh, right, do we, is that okay? Do you feel that happening throughout the industry? Do you feel the industry treating you differently? Oh well, regardedly. guardedly. Well, well, I think in a, in a, I think the
1: answer to that that would be concise is <laughs> it's been very damaging,
0: and I think that answers your question. That's of course it has. Yeah. When you did that show, yes. you your position in that show was my career's over. To what extent did you ever really feel that? To what extent did you feel that at the time you were saying it on stage? And to what extent was that kind of amplified for the sake of a comic position?
1: Uh What uh, uh what do I Oh god, I just try, Oh. Hmm. I don't. I don't. I suppose I don't. I don't. You, you go out there, people laugh, and. I suppose it's not. I, I don't. It's. Of course, of course, it's not over. And I think. Um, I suppose. It, of course, it's not over, but it. I suppose it just didn't go. It just didn't sort of go the way I suppose it was meant to, you know, like we when you do a show the biggest show apparently on television what might come from that you know the fruits of of that uh, so so you 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 just can't you sort of it's all in a strange way it's all it's, it is almost like none of it none of it ever happened because you just sort of left back where you were
0: do you have to cover it when you start a gig no now? absolutely
1: not you just bash and I, straight and through. that's a bit of rule.
0: From, from, from,
1: what was it, after Edinburgh? Okay. That was it. There's no reference. I actually, it actually came up the other day, and I don't mind, but I don't, I I don't, yeah, I don't open with it or anything.
0: It came up in the sense of someone heckled you about it. No, not heckled, but what happened? Oh, I was talking about, oh, I was talking
1: about, um, I was, I was, I was was telling the audience about, uh, Personal training session I had, the sort of boxing class. And then I I thought I better explain why I'm doing a a boxing class. And then that that led to all the the Strictly stuff. So. In what way? What have you. Well, because, you know, I can't. As far as I I know, you did a
0: boxing routine on Strictly. I'm sorry, I've got no idea what the link is. Yeah, so
1: I don't, but I really don't want to sort of dwell on this too much because you're not. You're not looking for... I don't, I'm just so scared of the quotes. I'm, sco- I'm so scared of... Uh, it looks like I'm looking for sympathy. I'm so scared of the way these... These... Uh, the, the, the sort of... The, the, the way these things can be negatively... I've twisted or... It just is negative and, 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 and uh, I'm, I'm saying the wrong thing. But it's... It's had a very serious... Very serious effect on, on my life and my well-being.
0: The bit where you kicked a ball against your neighbour's wall... Yes. ...was one of the funniest <laughs> act-outs I've ever seen. Oh, I'm glad you like that. Yeah.
1: It's... Yeah, it's, um... So, what was I trying to do? Ah, see, right. So, full disclosure, that's one of the routines that was going to be in after this one. I'm going oh, okay, home. Okay, okay. Before, yeah. sure. before strictly. So, so that, um, when I was concerned about, you know, is this sh- that thing, of, I, I've got to keep this funny. This can't turn into one of those shows where yeah. people aren't laughing, they have to be laughing. It, it, there was a, well, how could I get that in? And I thought it might just illustrate my childhood a little bit. And it probably did a little bit. And my dad, it gave it, my dad's in that routine. So it's, yeah. it's just me and my friends, we used to kick the ball against the fence and the, kick the ball over the fence. And my dad would come out and call me in for dinner and I found my dad very embarrassing growing up. So um, I enjoyed doing that. I mean, when you, I'll tell you what, when you, where was the, where did I do that? I can't remember doing that routine somewhere. So, so yeah, for the people listening that don't know, I, when we were kids, so I didn't realise there were sort international listeners with soccer, football, children in this country will take the ball <laughs> out into the streets and sort of use a, a back garden fence or a bus stop as a goal and repeatedly boot a football against. A, a fence for like 12 hours. And so what I did is just repeat. It was about how I couldn't believe, like when the neighbours would tell us to leave or quiet down or stop kicking the ball <laughs> against the fence. And, that, and now at 34, I look back at that and think, I can't, what must that have been like? Because I can't stand it when, you know, if the neighbours are upstairs talking late Booting a ball for twelve hours, so just re- repeatedly acted that out. That was a lot of fun. But if you do that routine at a gig that isn't going too well, <laughs> because it requires absolute commitment, absolute continually commitment, miming, banging your ball against the wall. Yeah. Oh, there's definitely a couple of Edinburgh shows where that routine lasted about twelve seconds. Or you know, or I got the sense that okay, it's got off to a hard say was a. What's a difficult one? Is it a Monday or Wednesday or something? When I always had a bad, tough, tough Wednesday one. Wednesday, you'd come out, they're not really going for it, drop that, I wouldn't do the football bit, <laughs> I feel like that is not going to fly.
0: When you come up with a routine like that, or um, uh, I was talking to another comic about, um, like, you know, act outs generally, and they said one of their favourite act outs ever was you doing hooking a ball out from under a car. It's another football-related oh, yeah. one. No, that's in it. Oh, is that in it? That's, is that pro- bit, that's I from that, that bit, but, but I probably just bit. chopped it out for time. So but out. that's
1: from that when the ball gets stuck underneath the car, yeah. you've got to get it out. Yeah.
0: Do you? He was talking about the the detail, the attention to detail, and we were kind of speculating, speculating how much of that in the writing of a routine is you looking out the window in a cafe and thinking. I could I could act that out. And how much of it is you like Like if they're so they're so specific like I find act out's a really creative kind of place to be on right. stage. If you get a funny idea, they're laughing, you do an act out, they laugh more, you actually end up writing three more jokes. I do in the act out, because when I'm in the act out, I'm just in a silly mood and I just I do more and I come up with more punchlines. Yes. So how like do you go on and that the first time you did that bit, did you do it for ages because you knew that was going to be the joke? Did you inhabit it? Did you act it really well? You're so good at act-outs. Like, where does that originate? That's the fun, isn't it?
1: For me, it's the... Po- I tell you, I can't... <laughs> I, I, I imagine no one said this on your podcast. I can't stand writing. I like writing sitcoms. I write other things that uh, for myself. But stand-up...
0: I, I I can't bear it. It comes up from time to time, and it's um. Does it? Yeah, yeah. And right, part of why I started this was because at the time I couldn't bear writing. Oh, can't because I would try and write jokes longhand on a blank <sighs> piece of paper. It's mad. It's horrifying. Yeah. So I said this to someone the other day.
1: It might have been an on a on a thing. I don't know. Um, excuse me. So I went from I was writing. Uh, I was working on this episode of a thing that I'm writing on, working on, and I was writing. That on the iPad in, in my local cafe. And uh, yeah, just enjoying myself. And, and what I do like about that is the difference between working on a script and, and your stand up is with the script, you there's the distance. This isn't about me, this is about the character. And you can certainly, with the characters I try and write, you know, I, I choose elements of, of, of myself, mm. but this is not me. And uh, you can have fun with it. So, and then, a piece of writing, and I think I finish a draft or something. Right, I better write. I better start writing some stand-up. This is why. Um, what is it? Bread and what? Bread and bricks and water. What's it? The phrase? Bread and butter. That's my bread and butter. Bread Sorry, and, yeah. Bread and water. <laughs> bread and butter. Well, you know, this is my job essentially, and everything else is a luxury. Yeah. So, so, right, stand-up. Uh, put the iPad up. Write notes, and just immediately, I just go. Oh fucking hell. And I write like this. So for the listeners that can't see, I've got my left hand over my eye, sort of going up onto my forehead, and I'm stressed. And my eyes are shut. And that's how I write. It's the whole thing is just a bit like I said earlier about waking up. Just ah oh, fuck. Just fuck I've got oh fuck I've got to do this. Ah oh, fuck are they gonna laugh? Ah, oh, they're not gonna fucking laugh. Oh, i 'm not funny i 'm fucking not funny why am I doing this and that 's how i write it 's just it 's a horrific experience and then <laughs> and then the the performance i love I love performing I love acting, and I love the act outs of course I do because it 's not really writing is it it 's an adult being a child, and that 's the most fun bit so the more, the more I get to boot that ball against the fence the more I get to act, the more I get to act out, the more I get to be silly. The less time you need to spend clutching your face. Fuck yeah. And also, you know, I think... I'd apply this maybe to myself a little bit. I, I think um, just a, an idea to put, to put out there that, that maybe it gets, a, it gets sort of funnier the older you get. I don't think you can get too old. But I think 34, acting out, being sort of a bit flamboyant and energetic is funnier than a 24 year old doing it (laughs) because now it doesn't because now it's not because what sort of thirty? What normal normal 34 year old man is ever acting out booting a ball against the fence for five minutes or picking a ball from underneath a car adults don't behave like this young people do but adults don't so now I think it's becoming funny I saw an episode of Vic and Bob I love Vic and Bob very different. You know, essentially nothing in common with, with with my work.
0: But I was watching their show. How fucking old are they now? They're in their sixties. I don't know how old they are, but they were grown ups when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. Exactly right. And I'm
1: I found it even funnier. They've got an older like it's it's made this funnier. It might not have as much public, it might, a broad appeal, yeah. because that you know that does unfortunately. It's part of yeah. life. Wayne, the older you get, but this is funnier. They're sixties and they're doing the same thing <laughs> they were doing. They must have been telling you in their twenties. This, this is this is absolutely ridiculous. This is this is getting more and more ridiculous. Yeah. And I thought, oh, maybe that may, to myself. I thought maybe that's the case for me. Just this act is actually potentially going to get funnier because you're probably going to keep on doing it the way you do it. That's just gonna be ridiculous. You're gonna be forty and jumping about the stage. It's
0: Oh, hopefully, yeah, that'll be funnier. Do you do you ever have a moment of the face clutching writing where you go, uh, you know, you're thinking of a thing and then you like you're trying to get jokes out of, I don't know what, sharpening a pencil, and yeah. then you go, Oh, oh, I could do an act out of sharpening a, sharpening a pencil.
1: No. Don't not write like that. No? Definitely not. No.
0: So, do you discover the act outs on stage just because you said a thing, and then you think they laughed? I'll do that.
1: Okay, let me try and think of something recently. Um, trying to get the Hoover back in the cupboard,
0: <laughs> I was struggling to get
1: the Henry the Hoover back in the cupboard, Yeah. and um, it was a nightmare. Um, and I thought, oh, <laughs> like, I thought, you know, this looks. I look. You know, I'm on my own, and you sort of watch yourself. Or maybe it's just me. But your whole life feels like I'm in this sort of sitcom yeah. and I'm trying to get this hoover in the cupboard <laughs> and it's a nightmare and things are falling out and you sort of see this and you think, oh, this, this is quite funny, you do
0: that. And that's it. So do you then, once you've got that, you think, I'll try that on stage yeah. and it works and then what after the fact you go, I'll need a couple of jokes about hoovers to get into that? It will, exp- it, will exp- it, it um Will it be like? So
1: it'll be like how? Uh, what's this? How does it come off now? Just oh, what is, I suppose it was about it was about life compared to what I thought it would be. You know, when you're in your late teens and you're jumping up and down to Mr. Brightside <laughs> with these people that you think will be your best friends till death, and you're singing this together and you're holding them and you're you're sharing each other's sweat. <laughs> You forget about hoovering. <laughs> you will, you can't escape hoovering. Yeah. It will, it will happen and you will have to do it.
0: <laughs> and that's it. And that's true. But that, and, and that is, um, so where does that thought come from? Because to me, that's like, funny thing happens in Sean's life, sitcom of your life. You go, I can act that out well. And I'm laughing as I can already mm. imagine mm. you acting, ho- getting the hoover yeah. back in the covers. It's a problem. And i like, you're good at suffering. You know what I mean? I'm very good at suffering. You're good at suffering. I'm very good. That's where the act outs yeah, come yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. If you're doing like a three-minute yes. I'm vomiting into the bowl of a toilet act out, yes. you're committed to it, you're good at suffering. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> then you've got then you've got the bit of you, the part of your brain, which is a writer's brain, that goes, actually, if I if I Which way round does it happen? Do you go, ah, oh, do you know what? I never thought my life would be like this. Yes. I thought I'd always be bouncing around to Mr. Brightside, yeah. like, that's that, the next that's it. sequential thought. That's it. And then you just put them backwards and go. You know, when you're dancing around to Mr. Brightside, you never realise. No, I actually mentioned the hoovering. It's, 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 it's it not, just comes it's out not, in the you think yes, of it.
1: Yes, it's not far removed. None of my, <laughs> I'm sure this will surprise no one. Not, not much of my stand up is very far from when I first thought of it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, so, my next question...
1: Apart from the, the, the after this one, I'm going home, the Strictly sure, Show, sure, which was, sure. was very different. But the routines, yeah, no, there's, there's really... You yeah,
0: think of a I'll, thing, I'll do you do it, it gets a laugh, you do it harder, times X number of shows, <laughs> and of, and of course,
1: show. yeah, And the more you do this routine, the more you do it. Keep doing it. I mean, that's the sort of technique, I suppose, in itself, is now keep doing this routine, and this routine will somehow keep getting better that 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 is important I remember one thing I discovered when I was younger doing stand-up is I would have I would feel like something was funny I would do it and it wouldn't work and you know like this thing of like try I remember people used to say like try it three times and then bin it but I would like no I'll try this 10 times and I'll just keep on doing it and I would change nothing and then it would work just keep doing Why? it. Because it's the the fact that I'm not having now to remember it. The fact that I've got so comfortable to do. it, I know how I'm to do it. Now it just now you're look you're probably selling it like it does work, and and now and now it does.
0: That is a, that, <laughs> that's never come up before, and it has the ring of truth. <laughs> just cute. You're selling it like it works, yeah. and then suddenly it works. Yeah there you go Jesus and conversely do you, do you have bits that suddenly stop working and you can't identify why
1: oh well the worst we all know um, is um, well the, the worst to, to, the closest I could relate to that is just when you try something maybe something comes up off the top of your head the most beautiful moment for all of us yeah as stand ups and then the next time you try it, no, there's just nothing. And you didn't because because you didn't have that moment. Yeah, well, like, I, I don't really write, genuine realization. Yeah, you you don't know what I don't know what I created there that made them laugh. I don't know what the fuck that was, and I've tried to recreate it, but I, I don't. I really don't know what it was, and that's that's now just in that gig. That is such a shame.
0: What other elements of your process are peculiar to you? Do you ever record your gigs? Do you ever watch back tapes from you know, never from top watch. secret?
1: Never watch. Always record on my phone. Always, always record. Never listen. Never ever listen. The only time I'll go back and listen is is when I, when that happens and you end up doing. You say something that you you didn't ever think of off stage. Well, then I need to listen back to it because I didn't know. I don't actually know what I said. Yeah. And I at that. Okay. Good. Right say that but what happened last time which relates back to what i was just saying is uh i didn't bother recording it on my phone top secret I have the videos that film you so i just thought i'll just you know i'll look at that look at that back if i if i need to did end up going off on one they the audio went i don't know what i said <laughs> it was it was killing it don't know what it was
0: that's kind of beautiful, somehow, isn't it? That's poetic. I said it is, the not. funniest thing I ever said. Yeah, and then the audio went wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and all the people died immediately after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I no yeah. can remember this yeah. moment. Well, no, because
1: my friend Joanne McNally was there, and I was, I was calling her up and go, "What did I?" And Nick Dixon was there. I was go, "What?" But what did I say? But they don't know it's because we all yeah. both know it's how you said it. Why were you? Oh, it's so many things. It's not just. It's not just the words. Or if it is the words, it's we both know it's. It's the exact words, so they're going, yeah. It was about not turning it, not turning it up. Yeah, I
0: know, but yeah, no, I need exactly how it, I was, said it. It was exactly how, to, and it was the fact it was at the end of a breath, it and was you'd the, run out of, of breath that, or all of that. All kind of, of stuff. that. Yeah. What structure do you actually? Like you say, you know, like you're saying, it's not. It won't surprise people to know that what you do on stage is not like it hasn't changed much since when you thought of it. And it's a lovely way of putting it. Um, when when that happens, what what if any additional work do you do to it? Do you order the routines? Do you, or is it just Gig. thrashing it out? Just keep gigging. You'll feel it. Well,
1: okay. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I you know, I wish I had more of a sort of work. Uh, what do you call it? Ethic. Well, yeah, but um, but I do in my own way. You know, I, I think about I think about it a lot. I just don't. It's just not written down anywhere. Yeah. Um, but is to go back and gig it and gig it again. Okay, what went wrong? You have got another gig tomorrow. Okay, well, do I drop that bit? Do that bit. Right. i will be make more sense if actually that was there. Is that, that all in there. your head?
0: Do you make any notes no. on paper?
1: No. Occasionally, I'm like, if I'm. I, mean, I didn't the other day. I did a work in progress show. I did mix it with some old, but there's just nothing written down.
0: Because list, it's what you think. Words on your hand, anything no, like that?
1: Absolutely, never done the words on the hand thing. I used to scribble down subjects, but I don't even do that anymore because it—it's. I'm gonna. I mean, I probably will do, but like, I'm gonna talk about my life, and and, and I, I I do know what's going on in my life, so I'm gonna remember, aren't I? I don't need to. What, you don't turn up at the pub and go, right? Here's some things I've got <laughs> written down that I'm gonna tell you about and it's the same thing for me I've got an hour what, never, I told you about well you know where, where did where did we start yeah you know we're, we're catching
0: up so that's it really isn't it do you never come off stage and think oh god I completely forgot to do my bit about yes. bin bags?
1: yeah but then I will I'll remember it the next one so it's oh, alright
0: yeah. so you, you've managed to be nerveless mm. you walked on mm. something goes wrong mm. you have a wobble yeah the nerves come back how do yes. you get rid of them in the moment? Uh, well, actually, I do it. I, 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 did a
1: last-minute glee the, on, on Saturday. And uh, what happened? I walked out to the opener. And I just slipped over. I just tripped over one of my words in the, in, in the opening line, which obviously doesn't play yeah. You don't want to slip over on the, f- the first line. Yeah. Bad place to trip up. So obviously, I didn't really connect with the opening line as well as I'd wanted to, then we get on to the next bit, and now I've realised the next bit that I've chosen to do, I hadn't really often been doing as the sort of second bit and realised, God, actually, this has got a bit of a set-up and one of the lines comes from not remembering what I've got to say. Yeah. So i I talking about Greta... Um,
0: Tunberg. Tunberg? I'm going to say Tunberg because. So, uh, You're going to correct me. I had uh, Matt Winning on the show and he, uh, he's a climate change researcher, and he referred to as Greta Thunberg. Oh, so fine, I, great. I've
1: done that ever since without great. questioning it. Great, good. So Thunberg, and, and, and then what happens is I get one of her sort of... You know, I, get, I get her message, what she's trying to, you know, spread around the world. I, I, get, I sort of get it wrong, and I don't really know it. So I'm getting to this line, I'm like, man, you fucked up your first line, and now I've just realised the second line is actually a mistake. Well, now it just looks like you don't know what you're doing. Oh bollocks! But now I've got in too far, so I'm gonna to have to say this line. Say the line. Obviously, no one laughs. They just think this guy—he's gone on strictly. This is the last time we've seen him. Now he's back. He's—he's he's lost it. He doesn't know what's going on. And you just have to remember. Oh, there's tw- there's, okay. I have. Okay, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna smash this gig now for twenty minutes. I've—I've I've already not done that, so that's not happening. You're not killing the set. You've already not killed the set. So. Just know that this is better than most of the shit that people say. <laughs> and, and it'll be alright. It will be it will be fine. You don't Barcelona don't win <laughs> I compare myself to Barcelona. But you just all of us, you, apart from Liverpool, you don't win every game. All right, it's and it's fine. And you don't let the nerves get involved. You just go, ah, you fucked it. Carry on.
0: It's work. The state you've changed the stakes yeah. effectively. You go. The job is no longer to smash the set <laughs> because that can't happen anymore. Exactly. So yeah. The job is to just enjoy yourself and walk off with your head held <laughs> high. Yeah. And then you reset and the bar. And then probably you get really funny again. And, right? and
1: everyone have a nice time. Maybe some people didn't enjoy it so much. Maybe some people enjoyed it more. Actually, yeah. they enjoyed it just as ma- the amount you wanted them to. But let's face it, we didn't really murder tonight. I was on first. Uh it'd be all right it'll be fine and I I
0: did the next gig and we had a great time that that confidence that everything will be alright is that at odds with your personality my personal we're talking life versus work aren't we
1: the work I'm I'm I'm, 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 I would say I'm you know been around some time now Know how to make big rooms of people laugh and small rooms of people laugh. I know what I'm doing, and, and you just you just know from bit experiences. I used to get so depressed, and you, of course, you did. We all did. You used to get so so depressed after that tough gig, and it's fine, isn't it? You're okay now, mm-hmm. and I'm okay now. There's a bit of that. It's just life. It's experience. You just go, well, oh, <laughs> mate, you fucked it. You should. You re- I know the reason I tripped over my word is because I didn't really decide exactly how I was going to say that before I walked out, mm-hmm. which is why I've slipped over it because it was a bit about um, Thingy Schofield. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I oh, yeah, say that, but I didn't really word it tightly enough. So yeah, so you just you, you just know. Well, you're gonna storm. What am I gonna do? Never storm again. <laughs> this was the end. I'm, oh, I, we trip up on the, the, the first line, and this, this this was the end. Now, never gonna storm again.
0: And of course not. You're gonna storm again. But, but this it's is fine. Not to ask you the same question again. Yeah. But that level of kind of uh, self awareness. And unshakable confidence in your ability, and like a really healthy bit of logic. Like, what, what? Am I never going to storm again? Like, can you apply those qualities to your own peace of mind, your own mental, <laughs> your own mental well, stability? Well, yes, working on it.
1: Absolutely, yes, I think you can, and absolutely working on it. But um, that's not funny. So we'll, we'll have to keep
0: a bit of the madness. That was Sean Walsh. There's another 40 minutes, 40 to 45 minutes of stuff from Sean available on the Insiders Club. You can join at comedianscomedian.com slash insiders and get access to that and all of the other extra content from any episode that has it. I'm really grateful to Sean for being so candid. I do appreciate the situation he's in with regard to how he has to watch what he says for fear of it being dissected and amplified and what have you. And I think you can hear from the way he talks about the whole situation with Strictly and everything that followed, that he has been profoundly affected by that situation. And I think the way he talked about it, I'm not going to go into any further detail on that because I think it speaks for itself. And I'm pleased that we got to hear Sean wrestling with some of that fallout. Uh, I'm very grateful to him for coming along and being so honest. So I'm going to leave that there. Thanks to Sean. Thanks to Angel Comedy, as ever, for letting us record. And thank you to Jake Crossland for logging the episode, Rob Smountain for the music, Peter Dobbing is your podcast consultant, and Nathan Wood is your editor, producer, and uploader of the show. All of the extras at comedianscomedian.com slash insiders. And do remember, I am at Cambridge for the end of the tour. On the 28th of February, you might just have time in between downloading and listening to this to grab your tickets and tell all of your friends in Cambridge that is the final performance of End Of, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. It is now selling very satisfyingly, but it would be lovely to completely stuff and fill it. That's all for now. I look forward to talking to you next week. We have some absolute belters in the can, and you will know if you're a member of the Facebook group, uh, the fabulous guest that uh, is now confirmed and is going to come out in a couple of weeks. If you're not in the Facebook group you can jump on a huge thread with about 80 questions uh, for this extremely significant and seminal figure in British comedy. So jump on that and you can get a little sneak preview. I'll speak to you next week. Thanks for listening.